Hello and welcome to the ETOP 21 Sports Show for November 7th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOP 21 Sports. We have an absolutely phenomenal show lined up for you today. My boy Brandon, a.k.a. Boston Boy 83, is this week's special guest. Brandon and I are going to look back at Week 9, share what Week 10 bets we are making for the NFL plus Gino will have his horse racing bet of the day. Speaking of Gino, let's see what he has cooking over at Woodbine this week. This week's best bet is going to come on Thursday over at Woodbine. We're going to take a look at race number two at Woodbine. Remember, the second race kicks off that early pick five sequence. You can play for 20 cents. There's a $50,000 guaranteed pool that you can dive on into. So in race number two, horse I'm going to look at is number three, Michaela. Let's look at her races since going longer. So her first four starts in her career, she was sprinting. She has a couple of okay efforts then, but on September the 1st, they stretched her out to a little bit longer. She improved quite a bit. She finished third that day. Then on October the 2nd, she was on the dirt and she completely missed the break. She was just last all the way around. She stumbled badly. She came back in her next start on October the 26th. Again, she ran really well. They wheel her back quickly. I think for her, it's the distance. She likes going longer in here. I think she's going to run another really good effort. Michaela, the number three, she is eight to one on the morning line. This is race number two on Thursday, November the 9th. DRF.com for all the past performances you need. Woodbine is our play for this week. And make sure to tune in each and every week for all the best information in sports from Eric. Make sure to give my boy Gino a follow at it's me, Gino B. I am on his podcast every single week talking NFL or NBA or college basketball right around the corner. As always, the ETOF 21 Sports Show is sponsored by Thrive. Go to the App Store, download the Thrive app, use promo code ETOFT21 for a 100% deposit match. Now, without further ado, I would like to welcome my boy, someone I've gotten to know a great deal over the past couple of years talking NASCAR with and starting to talk NFL, hockey, and other sports. Brandon, a.k.a. Boston Boy 83 But before we bring him on, I got to give him his due. He made this great call on my podcast last week. Castine, track house, 66 to 1. Yes, you read that right. 66 to one let's welcome him to the show boston boy 83 wow hell of a call my man how you doing today doing doing good it was real high low mix of emotion uh weekend in sports man uh glad we were able to grab that bet and the nascar season on i'll give us both credit phenomenal almost three three year run right now grabbing multiple winners every year as high as 66 to one. So uh, it was good to feel like we went out on top of that. ROI was huge for the whole season combined. So uh, feeling good in that aspect. Pat's still not good. I got to sit back and watch the NC State pack just tear up Miami live in person, which shout out to their fan base. That was fun. They were respectable. But uh, yeah, ready to kick this off and uh, have another good week. So oh, you mentioned the Pats, obviously, with your handle, Boston Boy 83. Huge Pats fan. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of rumors that they don't win this in Germany going into Dubai. They're going to let go of Belichick. Mayo is going to be the interim coach and they're going to make a heavy pitch to Vrabel. Like just a, let me ask the first question I asked you, do you think that's going to happen? Absolutely not. So you don't think they fire Belichick midseason? No. Cause you think about this, you have Steve Belichick who's been a part of the defense and been with the DBs, the linebackers, all that. This is the first year that they finally gave him really full reins of the defense with his dad. And do you risk firing Belichick and that putting a salty taste in Steve's mouth and losing all the Belichick knowledge completely in general? Or do you let him ride off this season and figure out what he wants to do, knowing that you have a Belichick-minded guy? The Vrabel rumors to me shouldn't even exist. The next head coach for the Patriots, if Bill were to leave, is Gerard Mayo. You don't think it's going to be the little Belichick? I thought I heard little Belichick was coach in waiting. I think little Belichick is a coach in waiting and in like a five-year plan. A five, okay. I don't think you can take this guy from a linebacker coach to a DB coach and then put him as a head coach. At his age, I think he still has a lot more growing to do. But mm-hmm. I just I have a concern that if you do fire him fire bill what happens to the sun's reputation and how does the sun feel about that like wh- where does that all go at that point you probably lose the kid and now you have no bella checks at all and yeah yeah that, that that's where i'm at with it so um why the hell did you fade michigan tonight well a they lost what three starters b you're playing UNC Ashboro, who went to the tournament last year, has Prembar. I didn't think he was going to get in no. foul trouble nine minutes into the game. And Michigan, which isn't a good three-point shooting team, shooting over 45%, shooting damn near over almost 60% from three for the first half. One of those days. Um, let's make some money. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good day on Saturday. Good day. Of college football, 60-61. How did I miss that? Brandon's on my podcast. Guys, we have a podcast that comes out every single Friday. Brandon's on it. XFL Jim's on it. Whole whole nine yards. You know, everybody. All the personas of the ETOF 2 and sports world are in one big happy mix. Uh, Joe Burrow is back, right? We'll get to that. Hey, we'll get to that. Let, we'll get please, that. we'll get that's one of my hot takes. Just, just, hot, just Matthew, hold on that for a minute because I got a lot to say about that. Um, yes, I'm a Christmas homer. I'm, I'm drinking my. I'm an old man now, so this is my nightly tea. Bro, me and my fiance, we're about to decorate this house for Christmas, starting like five days from now. So, yes, Christmas is here. I already got my Christmas lights up and my fake trees back there somewhere. Um, Bobby is our resident because we're sitting on a CMU ticket as well. He's a resident scorekeeper. CMU just tied, sorry, Western just tied it up. Uh, C Spirit 22 plus 3,500 on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Thoughts? No, no, they're playing better ball. They'll make the playoffs. I just don't see that team as a deep playoff run team. I can see them making it in, winning a wild card game, first round game. But I don't see the Chargers. It, it, it's a huge, like, look. Like, yeah, you want to look at that. But 
I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. So I, I see where you're at, Spear, but not there. If I wind about a Super Bowl future, what do you suggest? I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on you for this because right now the way the entire NFL is going, I, I don't have a future. I mean, the Chiefs, I'm not confident in them. You want to look at the Dolphins and you see what they did last week. I'm struggling. Baltimore is just kind of shockingly there. So if you can grab a good odd at Baltimore, that's a possibility. But I don't, Baltimore, Baltimore is gonna fall, dude. Baltimore is gonna fall like no. And that's other. why I'm not good for the futures. All right, so let's. All right, so let me let me do something real quick. Let me Google something. Um, let me tell you. Let me tell you where, where what future we could be looking at. Detroit's too short. Like, all these teams are, like, everything is too short. You know what I mean? Like, everything is just way too short of a price. I'll tell you what. I already invested in Cleveland. I would probably do Cleveland. What are they at right now? Um, I, I'm just kind of looking at remaining schedule. But I would kind of do Cleveland just because when you look at their schedule, Denver, Rams, Chicago, Houston, New York, Pittsburgh, you know, the only three real quote unquote tough games they have remaining are the Ravens, the Jags, and the uh and the Bengals. So um and now they are winning. Great. So now Western Michigan is beating our beloved chips. Uh guys, chat room is open. Any single betting question, fantasy football question, chime in. Brandon and I will do our best to answer it. Um, Brandon. This is the part where we do our takeaways. Someone mentioned the Bengals. Your first takeaway is about the Bengals. Talk to me, big man. Bengals are on their way back. I After the first few weeks, I sat here and I was like, something's wrong with this team. It's not clicking. I don't feel confident in them. I, I don't like anything about it. But from what I've seen over the last couple of weeks, Burrow seems to be healthy. He's hitting his receivers. The team is playing other very good teams and still winning. I believe the Bengals are on the up and up right now. So if I had to say that anybody's back, quote unquote, after what we saw at the first quarter of the season, first half of the season, the Bengals have completely flipped the script. And I like what they did against Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a team to start fading personally, but, uh, I like what the Bengals are doing, and I'm I'm full blown Bengals right now. Um, I kind of like that Bengals are looking pretty good. Yeah. I, you know they have a good matchup against against the um, against the Texans. You know Ravens on deck. Going to be interesting to see how that match all shifts out. C Spear twenty two. Three teams from the AFC North making the playoffs. <laughs> all right. Cool. So I, I think the Ravens are going to make it. I think the Browns are going to make it. And I think as, as crazy as this sounds, I think the Bengals are a question mark for me still. Okay. Because I really question their defensive line. I think the Steelers are, I think we're going to see this. I think this is the week we start to see the demise of the Steelers having them come back down to earth. Yes. No, I hate no, the Lakers. No, not at all. So here's the thing with the Chiefs. 
and like I mentioned this last week or maybe the week before, the splits with the offense, namely Mahomes, aren't there. No. They aren't there. He struggled this year, turning the ball over more. TD to INT ratio is insane. Uh, Completion percentage is down. Passing yards per game is down. It's just not there. And everyone's like, what about their offense? Guys, every single offense, what about their defense? Guys, every single defense is struggling, is overperforming this year with all these complex looks. So I want to put too much value. Let me ask you something, Eric. Did you think Tyreek Hill leaving that offense with all the other weapons they had or they have would make that drastic of a difference right now? He's the home run hitter. He's the field. He is. Um, he spreads the field. This whole spreading the field that people don't realize or really put into perspective. When you have a guy that can run crossing routes, fly routes, just one hitters, when you have that in a guy, it opens up the entire offense. With that man being gone, you, you lose it all. Mahomes is a great quarterback, but now he's having to read hot routes way sooner than he had to when, when he had Tyreek. So makes a big difference. Uh, Co- David Kozak chiming in. David, what's up? Hope Texas is treating you well, my friend. Why has Miami been struggling on offense? Um, they struggled because they couldn't get the aforementioned Tyreek Hill the ball. When they can't get Tyreek the ball, everything's just done. Waddle's oh. banged up. Offensive line, they have like three to four got three guys hurt. A fourth guy got hurt in the game. Look. And Tua is not that fleet of foot. And you know what? I hate Tua. Tua, to me, is the most overrated player in the NFL. Thank you. Um, Thoughts on the Raiders celebrating like they won the Super Bowl last year? Last week, excuse me. Give it to them. They've had so much going on. Like, Go ahead, sorry. No, I'm just saying give give it to them. That, That team needs to be able to get on a high right now in a positive way in the locker room, give them that celebration. Like there's a lot going on internally over there with ownership, with the coaching, with the players, like let them celebrate. I'm never a big fan of teams celebrating over just a single victory, but I feel bad for those boys over there in, in Las Vegas. Give it to them. Um, Dude, they just hated Josh McDaniel. They, they did, which is shocking. And for those saying Harbaugh is going to be out of coaching. No. Pierce, the guy that took over, was the main man behind the whole Arizona State scandal. And yes. now he's coaching in the NFL. So Harbaugh is going to be fine. Um, CMU is losing this. Bobby, dude, you just keep on giving me the big, the good news. Is This is interesting from Spear. Is Adam still motivated? No. He's guys, I'm sorry to break this to you, but he's always been about himself. Phenomenal receiver. And when he had Rodgers that put him on the map, phenomenal, still a phenomenal receiver. He is only concerned about his paycheck, his pocket, and himself. He's clearly come out multiple times and said, Winning's not a concern to me as long as I'm performing. Like he is a solo, it's about me type of player. And that type of player only lasts for so long. That's it. There, there's nothing else to it. And you guys have to think about like this. Let's say your friend from college worked at a company and you went to this company to work. And then the head of the company 
decided they wanted to go in another direction. And you wanted, you went to this company because of this guy from college. Yeah. That's basically what happened to, uh, to Devonte Adams. Uh, Brandon takeaway. Number one, it was about the Bengals. Talk to him, big dog. All right. Takeaway. Number two, I live in the city. The Panthers front office, the people that are not playing football on the field cannot figure it out. It's bad. You got you got rid of McCaffrey. You got rid of your first round draft pick. You make the biggest blunder to me in draft history and not getting CJ Stroud and grab Bryce Young. You bring in Thielen, a guy that's supposed to be your quote-unquote number one receiver. You're still not drafting an offensive line that you need and has been your curse for years. The Carolina Panthers office cannot figure out how to put a winning team on the football field. That's um, it. I agree with you 100%. Uh, a, if you watch the draft, the pre-draft stuff that was done here with me and my boy Sterling. I was very high in CJ Stroud. I had CJ Stroud number one on my big board. They went with Bryce Young. I thought it was a mistake. Completely agree with you with the offensive line. And if you're relying on Adam Thielen to be your main guy, you're just setting yourself up for a big cluster F. I agree with you 100%. Awful what's going on there. Awful. It is. And there's no sight of it getting better. Like none. And none. If, you're, if you're the GM, you drafted. Now, the story is they didn't want Young, but the owner wanted Young. Now, as a GM, you're like, hey, I am here between I'm tied to drafting Bryce Young. This is this is my this is my legacy. I drafted Bryce Young over CJ Stroud, over Will Levis, over Richardson, yeah. over Jalen Carter, whoever turns out to be a stud in that draft, that's going to be my legacy. Um, but real, real quick, Eric, and then get to your takeaway. But this has been consistent from this team for years. Let's get the name that bring that sells the seats. Let's get the draft pick that sells the seats. Let's do this. Oh, this guy, he's a little banged up. He's a favorite. We'll trade him. We'll get more picks, and then we'll give away the – none of it adds up. I'll end on that because I could go on a rant for hours about it. It's just – it's mind-boggling that people on their own couch like ourselves right now could easily do a way better job than what the Panthers' front office is doing right now. What's going on with Terrence Marshall? I thought he was going to be the guy. It is criminal what is going on with Terrence Marshall. This guy is so goddamn talented, and for whatever reason, he can't get any run. I was hoping that my Lions would trade for him. I think Terrence Marshall in a Lions uniform would be probably the sexiest, one of the sexiest things I've seen in a while. Seeing him right there, big body wide receiver, can jump ball, can win it, win a 50-50 ball in the end zone. But for whatever reason, he hasn't been given a try. He's going to be this guy that's going to go to a different team, and we're going to be like, oh, hot damn, dude. This guy has it. Um, my first takeaway, Arthur Smith has to go. He's done. I've tried to get there with him. I've been the biggest Arthur S Smith supporter I've known for a while. They should be seven and two at worst six and three. They're four and five right now. You have a top 
10 pick, use it on B. John Robinson, and you aren't using him. You have Kyle Pitts, you aren't using him. They're forcing the ball to Jonu Smith. For those that didn't watch the game, they had the ball at the Vikings' five-yard line. These are the plays they run. Pass to Jonu Smith in the flat. Gets down to the one. Okay, ball on the one-yard line. What are you going to do here? You're going to give it to Bijan. Hell, you're either going to give it to Tyler Ajir from the one-yard line. No, we're going to line up Jonu Smith, and we're going to give the ball to Jonu Smith, our tight end from the one-yard line. Shocker. Doesn't get in. Then on the third down, you give it to Tyler Ajir. Where the living hell is B. John Robinson? It makes zero sense how they're not using him. It makes zero sense where you're not throwing a jump ball to Kyle Pitts. Arthur Smith is supposed to be this offensive genius, and you're forcing the ball to Jonu Smith. I don't understand it. And where's the development of Desmond Ritter? He's been benched. You have Tyler Heineke out there, and he ain't it. He's never going to be it. He was never it. He is not the answer at quarterback. The NFC, in my eyes this year, is completely wide open. And the window you have as a team closes really fast. This was the year for the Falcons to be that team to kind of sneak in because they have the defense. They have the offensive line. They have the running game. But now guess what? They're pro- they're going to be struggling to fade the playoffs just because Arthur Smith is an idiot. Arthur Smith, you need to go, my friend. You need you need you need to get a step in, brother. That that's my takeaway. Arthur Smith needs to get to stepping. Um, my other takeaway, it's that time of year. I start to make little circles, my friend. Oh, this is a team I'm gonna fade in the playoffs. This is a team I'm gonna fade in the playoffs. I have a team circled, top of the list if they make it, and it's the New Orleans Saints. They barely beat the Bears with Tyler Badgett. The Bears had five turnovers. I like I'm still alive in the circa survivor. I was texting a couple people that were still alive. They had the Saints and they were literally sweating the Saints out against the Bears with an undrafted rookie from Shepherd University starting. Their offense is poverty. Their best play is just get it to Kamara or the quarterback par with Tyson Hill. Now, you think of the weapons they have. Kamara, Williams, Miller in the backfield. My boy, Juwan Johnson, best TikTok follow in the game at the tight end position, along with Taysom Hill at the tight end position, and Foster Monroe at the tight end position, Chris Olave, Shahid, and Michael Thomas at the wide receiver position. They have weapons. Dude, dude, imagine if your Patriots had those weapons. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's over. It would be looking like something. Imagine the numbers that C.J. Stroud would be putting up if he had these weapons. Legit weapons, but a poverty offense, all because of my boy Carmichael and Derek Carr. Look, as soon as the playoffs start, openers, I am fading the New Orleans Saints, dude. Jeez, dude, that got a little that got a little passionate by the kid, dude. Yeah, I, I can hear it in your voice. It was there. That got that got a little passionate, dude. Um. So, look, now we have to get to everyone's favorite part of the show. Boom, boom, boom. It is the betting part of the show. Let's go ahead real quickly for the people. We'll pull up how we did last week. Johnny, unfortunately, went 0 for 3. 
had the Bills, the Cowboys, and the Falcons. Honestly, he should have got the Cowboys, and he probably should have got the Falcons home. Uh, myself, hit the Steelers, minus the two and a half, the Chiefs, minus two. Steelers, plus six, a big, fat, juicy L, my friend. Brandon, first bet, where are you going, my friend? First bet, simple. I'm not even going to get into statistics, facts, players, anything. I like the 49ers over Jacksonville, minus three at Jacksonville. Never a big fan of teams going west to east or east to west. But the Niners have lost three in a row. They're not going to lose four in a row, period. And to see an opening bet start at minus three against Jacksonville, 49ers, minus three, all day, done. I don't even have to speak speak anything about it. That's happening. Purdy healthy, not healthy, not worried about it. The way that defense is going to stack up in the run game against Jacksonville's defense, minus three and a half, or minus three all day, 49ers. Uh, yeah, he is a concussed, probably going to be healthy coming off the bye. Uh, Seahawks, LOL, they looked bad. Yeah, they did. I'm not going to lie. At the end of the first quarter, it was 3 nothing. I had some hope, but then Gino had a turnover, and I was like, eh. Uh, this game for me, this is going to be a, one of the more interesting games. Uh, I have the 49ers under win total, so I'd either start losing a couple games. Uh, coming off the bye, Purdy should be healthy. But I think the bigger news is Debo is going to be – looks like Debo could be back. Looks like yep. Trent Williams could be back. That's going to help the offensive line and the offense with Debo having that extra playmaker there. My first bet, ah, dude, going to my boys, going to my my second team. I have teams this year. As always, sucks, not suck. Lines will always be number one in my heart. Number two in my heart this year, the Cleveland Browns, my friend. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns plus six. Um. NFL to me is all about buying low, selling high. Teams that won by 28 points or more the previous week that are home favorites are 44% ATS. When that line is three and a half or higher, that drops down to 41% ATS. Also, the Ravens have won four in a row, have covered four in a row. Teams that have done that, their fifth game, which this would be 46% ATS. I know these teams played back in week four, but DTR was the quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback, guys. So I'm throwing that one out the window in terms of Brown's offensive production. But, you know, let's look at the Ravens offense. They threw the ball for 186 yards and didn't have over 300 yards in total offense. Their offense was put in great positions because of the DTR, INTs, and you have three of them, which led to the Ravens having short fields. The Browns have the best defense in the NFL, and it's not even close. Plus, the Browns put their defense together with the whole idea of stopping Jackson. They have the speed at the defensive end and the linebacker position to keep Jackson in the pocket and limit what he can do with his feet. I think with Watson behind center and him not turning the ball over, this will allow the Browns to keep the game close. Also, Let's just think about this. This is the stuff that completely blows my mind about this team. Ninth with the Browns. Ninth worst turnover differential. Playing a third string quarterback who they signed 
from the Bears practice squad. They lost their best offensive lineman in Jack Conklin. They also lost their best offensive weapon in Nick Chubb for the season. How the living hell does this team have a winning record and an in the position to make the playoffs? I really think, dude, this team, there's this site that publishes luck rankings. This team is one of the most unluckiest teams in the NFL. Now, this is just making them more battle-tested in my eyes. Now you got Watson back. You can lean on, you know what I mean? Like, you look at yeah. it. Um, also, now, uh, real quick, Jackson. There's times when we want to take Jackson, times when we want to fade him. Jackson is a favorite, 46.6% ATS. Home favorite, 40.6% ATS. Favorite of three and a half or more, 35.7% ATS. He's not covering as a big favor. Everyone that knows me knows I love taking home divisional dogs. Since 2005, home divisional road dogs. 643, 5, 555, and 35. If just blindly you bet $100 on a road divisional dog since 2005, you'd be up over $5,000. I think the Browns defense will make things tough for the Ravens. Look, I'm going to take the Browns. Spear chimes in. I don't think this will get to seven. Maybe a six and a half will pop. It opened up at five. I six was my buy-in point. Um, that's kind of when uh, when I got involved with it. Um, next bet, my friend, and this one, this one's gonna be fun because we're gonna have a head-to-head Miller Light wager on it. All right. So, <clears throat> mind you guys, when we get into this wager and we talk stats, facts, all that, Eric is more statistical like trends, what I'm seeing, points, players, all of that. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three against the Green Bay Packers. They beat the Titans. Close game is a night game. We all know how that goes. They lost to Jacksonville. They beat the Rams. We know the Rams are trash right now. They beat the Ravens. Granted, it was at home, 17-10. Get it. Lost to Texans. Oh, my God, they're trash. They're horrible. Beat the Raiders. Beat the Browns. Lost the home, home opener drastically, 30-7 against the Niners. Okay. So, I look at the Steelers minus three with that record. I go to the Packers. And it's like, okay. Packers open up the year. They go ahead. They beat Chicago. Then they lose to Atlanta. And they beat a bad New Orleans by one point. Then they get drugged by Detroit, drugged by L.A. They lose to Denver, a team that should be playing college ball right now. Lose to Minnesota and then beat the bad Rams. So I'm looking at a team that lost four in a row and then beat the Rams against a team that's minus seven or minus three right now. I'm on Pittsburgh all day minus three. That's it. And you can come at me with all the stats right now because I know that's what you're about to do and put me in my place and tell me how it is and do all your circles. Like, I get it. I get it, dude. Hey, buddy. You know what? You're still my boy, dude, but I'm against you on this one, man. I w- 
you know what? And props to our friends over at Bet Online. No, Bookmaker. Excuse me. Bookmaker posted a Packers plus three and a half. Okay, give me four. I'll take four. Uh, you'll take the Steelers minus four? Yes. All right. Well, I'm I got the Packers plus three and a half. That's all I got. And like tell this is why. why. Tell, tell me why. I'm, I'm ready. Is, this is how I look at it. We know the script here. Tomlin as a dog, we love him. We love Mike as a dog, but as a favorite, not as much. As a favorite of three or more, he is 44.7% ATS. Tomlin off a win as a favorite is 39.5% ATS. Look, I know people are going to say the Steelers' defense against the Packers, and namely Jordan Love. But the main thing is the Steelers have struggled this year versus the run. Usually when Hayward has played, they have been great against it, but this year, not so much. They are 16th DVOA against the run and allowing 133.1 rushing yards per game per teamrankings.com, which is the fourth worst in the league. I think that LaFleur is starting to figure out, hey, if I give the ball to Aaron Jones, good things are going to happen. I think he's starting to comprehend that. And I think they're going to lean on Jones. I think they're going to lean on Dylan. LaFleur is decent as a dog. A business casual, 67% against the number as a dog. Also, here's a trivia question for you. I can't. There has been one team this year that has been outgained in every single game. Do you know who that team is? Steelers. The Steelers. They've been so, like, of, of course you're going to throw that stat out there right now. Like, I, I get that. And I, I respect it. That's fine. But you truly trust the Packers. Let me ask you, is it because it's at Lambeau? No, no, dude. Like, my script with Tomlin is... All right, so... If a dog, we take him. As a favorite, we fade him. So take take this for a second. Jones gets stopped, all right? First quarter goes by. Jones says seven carries, 18 yards. They can't find movement in the run game. What happens next? Next, you just say, hey, dude, Romeo Dobbs, go to That's my point, though, bro. Eric, that's my point. You're relying on Jones to carry this team to a victory, like just him. Because once that stopped, the Packers can't move the ball on offense. Tomlin can strategically do stuff on defense, and the boys will do something for the Steelers on offense. I'm not a Pickens guy by any means. Don't get me wrong. Not a fan. Didn't like him in college. Still not a fan of him now. But once Jones is stopped in that Packers offense, they have nowhere to produce the football. None. Hey, you know what, dude? I respect you, man, but we're going to be against it here. You know? All right. It'll be, a, it'll be a mirror light day next week. Tomlin is a favorite. God, CMU sucks. Um so oh, I think that's it. Uh, okay, even better. Jones is a UTEP great. Put a little respect on Aaron Jones's name, goddammit. He's a UTEP. I'm not doing Hey, dude. let's make some money. 69. You just became best friends with me. I love that. Uh any small hands. Yeah, late. So I hate whoever's hashtag that is or name. I hate the Lakers 99. I find it comical being a huge Celtics fan. 
I just I, I I keep reading that in a different way. It's all good. I mean, that guy's great because he comes on, he just talks shit to Gino. Anytime Gino's on, he just oh, hey, I hate shit. Lakers ninety nine. If you come on here and talk shit to Gino, we just became <laughs> best friends. Uh, next bet. Where all right, next here? bet. Hold on, let me scroll here. Uh, Bills minus seven and a half. Let me scroll through this for a second. I just want to run some wins losses to you guys. I mean, Denver's coming off the bye. You know, Josh Allen historically covers these big numbers. There is nothing that makes me feel good about betting towards the Bengals unless it's 10 or more. Or I'm sorry, the Broncos. The the Bengals did really well against the Bills the other week. Mm -hmm. And the Bills barely beat the Bucks, lost to New England. I feel this is one of those regroup weeks to where if you lose to the Pats, barely beat the Bucks, and then lose to the Bengals, and it's at home in Buffalo, I just see that defense getting all to Russell Wilson all day long. So I love the seven and a half. I again, you're the stat guy. I just when I'm looking at the last three weeks, the Bills are due for one. The Bills are due for a 34 to 10 game. And I, I see that against the Broncos. Um, Someone asked about a future. I really think if there's a team to put a future on, I know yeah, they're trending a little bit in the downward trajectory. It'd probably be the Bills. I mean, this is probably going to be the best odds you're going to get them if they do beat the Broncos over the um, – when is that game? Monday night? If they do beat him on Monday night, th- those odds are going to drop down a little bit more. Uh, I hate the Lakers. Lions over the Chargers. Hammer it. So here's my thing. Yes. I, like, I have certain rules. And one of my rules is I never lay points on the road. That's just really? like, I never lay points in the road. Just in anything I bet, except the NBA. The NBA is the only sport. I will lay points on the road. NFL, regular season, never do it. College basketball, college football, hell no, hell no, hell no. If this gets down to like a pick them and I can just get the Lions as a straight up win, I'll look to it. Um, the Lions are starting to get healthy. Montgomery's coming back, which I think really helps them. Chargers are just this team. Chargers, I'm trying to think. Chargers are just that team that just, you look at them, you're like, God damn, they should be way better. It would be, but if you take away their key receiver and shut down the hot routes, Herbert really doesn't have anywhere to go with the ball. Yeah, they are missing Williams. Um, Quinton so, can't really catch the ball. That, that puts a lot on uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen and uh, Guyton. So, uh, that's my thing. You take away Allen and you have a way to stop Eckler out of the backfield, at least in the passing game. Like Eckler's a good back. Like I won't want, I don't knock him for that, but he's really good in open space when it's a drop off. You take that that away, there's nowhere to go with the football. Yeah, he, he checks down a lot to Eckler. Yes. That was the one thing I remember. Like when I was doing my stuff with Herbert for the uh, this was during the COVID year. During the COVID year was the most NFL draft scouting I've ever done in my goddamn life because there's nothing else going down and the. Re- it was like 
Like that was the average among college quarterbacks, 11% checking it down. Herbert was at like over 20% of the time checking it down to the running back, which really, and now he's doing it in the NFL. So maybe this is a Herbert thing where he won't throw the yeah. ball downfield. I thought I was going to throw the ball a little bit more downfield this year, obviously with um, Kellen Moore coming down, coming back. Uh, dropped five passes yesterday. Not like him at all. Yeah, Keenan Allen couldn't hold on to it. My next bet, my last bet, we're doing the Panthers plus four. The spread is way, 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 way too high. So we're going to Thursday night. We're going to take the Panthers, like I said, plus four. Bears had five turnovers. Should have got boat raced by the Saints. And the Panthers okay. lost because of two Bryce Young pick six. The Panthers dominated the game. They limited the Colts offense to 198 yards, less than four yards per play. This Packers defense is legit, and this line tells me Fields is going to play because there's no way in the world Tyler Badgett should be favored by over a field goal. Now you have Fields coming back, and we've seen this in the past, quarterbacks coming off a long layoff, having trouble with their accuracy. Fields already had trouble with his accuracy. I think that's going to be a bigger issue here, especially on a short week. I think the Panthers' defense is going to get – dominate i also have this rule when two bad teams play against each other i always take the points and this trend will back it up teams with a 250 winning percentage or lower lower facing another team with a 250 winning percentage or lower what we have going on here in this thursday night blockbuster matchup the favorite is 41% ATS. When is a home favorite, 39% ATS. When it is over three and a half, it drops all the way down to 38% ATS. This could be a competition between the Panthers and Bears for the worst ownership in the league and probably throwing the Raiders. I just want to throw that comment up there. But I'm going to take the Panthers here plus... I'm going to take the Panthers plus the four, man. I, I mean, love your I love your bet. The only thing that changes that is I hate betting on a team where one of their top players is now playing against them. If DJ Moore has a stout game, the Panthers do not cover that spread. If they lock down DJ and he's not a concern, there's no problem here. Just want to throw that out there. Cool, Kev. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you, my man. I can see that, but then that's it. But I'm with you on the bet. Like I, I'm with the Panthers plus four. My only just like gut concern is if something does happen with DJ Moore. That's it. Yes, cool, Kev. You called it, dude. When I gave out the Steelers last week, you said Gino was going to suck, and he did. Uh, Matt chimes in DJ revenge game. All right. I see it. I see it. I'll see. It. I'm w- I, so, but I'm with you though, Eric, I will say I'm with you. If I'm betting right now, I'm taking the Panthers plus four. My only concern is that DJ revenge game. If that doesn't happen and they shut him down, I'm with you on your bet. Hey, DJ can have a revenge game. Just may just win the game by three goddamn points, man. Facts. <laughs> That's all I need. Brandon, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Brandon is going to be on my podcast 
every single week during the NASCAR season, him and I are going to do an NHL show kind of in the preliminary planning. As soon as I know more details on that, we will make sure we, as soon as we know more details, we'll make sure to tweet that out. Brandon, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? And also, dude, you have a big uh, iRacing announcement to make. Yeah, so I uh, appreciate all of you guys, of course. Boston Boy 83, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. Um, we raced in the Truck Series this year. We finished in the top 10, 9 out of 10 weeks, won a race. Uh, we're jumping from the trucks, skipping Xfinity, going into the next-gen car starting in February. So super pumped about that. Um I'm going to start streaming my hockey games on Xbox, on my Twitch as well. I am now officially 92 wins and 29 losses live, ranked 66 in the world. So that's going well. So I want to start streaming that. Um, So, yeah, a lot of cool things to come. It's really exciting. All the support from you guys, the, the DMs, the comments, the views, all that means a lot to me. So Boston Boy 83 on every platform you can think of. Appreciate it. Uh, Cool, Kev. Appreciate the beer chugs. Love it, dude. Um, All of it. Eric, of course, you have me on here. Looking forward to, uh, you know, I love hockey. So looking forward to grab some hockey bets in here soon. But uh, yeah, let's uh, rock out another week, cash some bets in, and uh, just keep this positive momentum rolling forward. Make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Make sure to give my boy a follow. Make sure to tune in next week when Joe Madden will be making her debut on the eTalk21 Sports Show. She is from Sports Grid TV. Make sure to check that out. Let's cash some tickets. Oh, go Kings. Come on, man. Let's go Wings, dude. Go Kings. Oh, time out. Come on, man. Come on. Let's let's go Bruins. Two 19-year-old kids. Come on, go to Dallas last night and score their first two NHL goals, and we're 10 1 1. Let's go, bees. Let's go, bees. And <laughs> give my boy Brandon a follow. We'll be back next week, guys. Appreciate every one of you. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls.